0: Mandy Friedman here, licensed professional clinical counselor, clinically certified domestic violence counselor, clinically certified trauma professional, the creator of SNAP Survivors of Narcissistic and Abusive Personalities, and the owner of Claremont Mental Health. We are back talking about Succession on HBO. We are in season one. Today we are talking about Roman. And I have my brother here with me, Andrew. We've introduced Andrew. We're going to hop right back, right into the topic of Roman Season 1 and which themes would apply to Roman's personality and his character on the show and how those familial dynamics would come into play as well. So, Andrew, I'm just going to quickly give a couple things that I noticed about Roman right off the bat, and then we'll just get into some of those themes that we were discussing just a second ago um so roman is juvenile right he's very emotionally immature he acts like a child a lot of the time um and he also has zero morals and is proud of that would you agree about those qualities with roman
1: yeah certainly uh you know he's my favorite character because he's so funny um, he constantly is making crude and outrageous jokes, um, at everyone's expense, including his own. We've kind of talked about the nicknames that Logan, uh, you know, Roman's father gives all of the children and they are usually very meaningful. You know, we talked about pinky, the the smallest one. Uh, we talked about killer, uh, you know, with, with, uh, <laughs> with, um, Kendall and, and Roman is named after, obviously, Rome, you know, and if you're Roman, you're from Rome, you're a Roman, but he's he's constantly called Romulus by his father. And uh, the, the story of Romulus is real quick, he's the founder of Rome, him and his brother. He built a wall around the part that he wanted to say, oh, this is where Rome's going to be, you know, in my opinion, this is the best spot. And apparently the wall was not very tall. So Remus jumped over it as a joke and Romulus killed him. And so, and then became the first king of Rome. But I found that interesting.
0: That is interesting. And he does use that nickname with him quite a bit. So Logan is showing these old war artifacts and and, uh, metals to people that are interested and he's talking about them, he collects them obviously. And then you and his brother has to point out that he never served. He's never been in a, you know, he's never been in the military. He has to collect them, you know, cause he doesn't have any um, on his own. But yeah, so he, he likes that kind of military history too. So that would, that definitely lines hey, up with what you're saying.
1: You mentioned, so Roman is juvenile. He seems to lack morals. He has no ego as far as that goes. Why, I mean, like, it's pretty obvious why this is, but why is that?
0: We hear a story about him being locked in a dog crate and being treated like a dog, and they played dog cage or whatever. Um, So he was abused, clearly. Um, We know he has some sexual issues that we'll get into um, in later episodes, but he does some weird sex stuff. We know he's got mommy issues, right? And that's just a real rough way to say that someone has had attachment problems with their parental figure um and you know clearly you know he likes an older woman he makes lots of jokes about fucking his own mother Um, so he's got he's got some weird sex stuff happening um and that would indicate that there might have been some weird sex stuff going on when he was a kid and who knows i mean we hear about their childhood um there's a story that Connor tells to his dad when they're on their way somewhere about going to the rec- the Reckney ball. He was reminiscing about being at that ball with his dad. This is Connor, and he's he's saying, you know, you used to say, you know, he's getting it on with her, and she's a slut, and you know that person's really giving it to this person, and so and so and and then Connor's like, and that was, those were such great times. <laughs> they always have these memories of their childhood that they speak of fondly, that's actually quite abusive and neglectful and not okay. So we know that Roman did not have a strong relationship with his mother or his father. um, And that being sort of, isn't he the middle, he's in the middle somewhere, the second to youngest, he's older than Shiv, but younger than Kendall and Connor. So he would have struggles with identity and things that typical kids in the middle tend to have. But, yeah, he, he is the way that he is because of his upbringing and, and, and trying to fight his way and get, get whatever he can get in that situation by, remember me, dad? Hey, you know, and doing that little song and dance. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why he is the way that he is.
1: It's, it seems to me, too, that the motivation behind everything that Roman does is to somehow get his dad's approval. It, it, you know, everything. And so, you know, even these, these snide remarks and stuff, he's imitating his father, you know, and he's trying to act like him and get that bit, little bit of approval. Um, we see the insane act that he does to his window when um, he finally feels like he's getting a little bit of that approval, you know. And it's, again, he's got some weird issues when it comes to that stuff. It, it's bizarre. He also has this scene that happens and it's it's very it also has some of this kind of like strange relationship stuff where he's in the bathroom with his girlfriend what happens there
0: well you know he's really mean to her and treats her like absolute garbage and yet you see her approach him for affection so she comes into the bathroom with him and she's trying to you know be affectionate and he just shuts it down is rude and tells her he'd rather fart than to spend time with her. You know, like he's just he's really not very nice at all. He's got such an attitude towards her. Um, But yeah, that bathroom scene pretty much sums it up. Here we have someone who is looking for intimacy and vulnerability and trying to get closer to him. And what is his reaction to that? Get the fuck out.
1: So this is how
0: they respond to intimacy.
1: And he's not going to show any vulnerability. He says that he can't fart in front of her, that she's invaded his privacy by going into the bathroom because there's five other bathrooms in the house. Why do you got to use this one? And I think that that tells us a lot about his the sexual stuff, too, because he doesn't want to let anyone in his girlfriends often mention how he doesn't have sex with them. You know, I think one of his girlfriends says, well, you jerked off near me one time, which is a very funny moment, but it's because he can't show that vulnerability to other people because he doesn't like who he is, you know, and and the only person he's allowed himself to be vulnerable around is his father. And that has not gone well. So that trauma
0: bond, you know, or Stockholm syndrome, um, that we see with him and his dad whenever logan is having a health issue roman's the one that is really not okay he doesn't want to see it he doesn't want to be around it um it really bothers him to picture his dad as being human and being flawed or that potentially could die or get sick yeah so he he's terrified of what happens when daddy goes away you know like as much as he's not getting what he needs, he's also super terrified of life without him, Um, if which his is father dies.
1: He dies without his father's approval. Yes. And that's exactly. the most important thing to him, the thing he can't ever have.
0: Yes. So then we have a second girlfriend that shows up for him and she is way more. um I don't know. She's kind of no nonsense in a way. She she has his number. She does not like pull any punches. She says what's real, um, and in a way he kind of likes that. It's interesting. The one girl tries to confront his behaviors, and he um, you know really puts her down and laughs and kind of abuses her. Now he's a little bit more evolved as a result of that? Like, are we seeing a progression in his ability to be in relationships? Just a hair that this lady is able to call him out for his behaviors. And yet he's not able to abuse her in the ways that he abused the other one. And I wonder why.
1: Well, I I would, uh, I have an answer for that. There's a a couple of reasons I can think of. One is because the reason he's dating this woman is very strange. And, you know, maybe we don't want to be super specific, but he met her um, at Tom's bachelor party. So um, so this is back to the weird sex stuff with his sister. That's what this is. Right. And so because of that, you know, that's really the reason that he has this woman around, not because, you know, he likes her or anything like that. And that's why he will put up with what he does from from her.
0: So we're going to talk more about her when we talk about Tom. Another thing about Roman is that he has got deep seated denial, like he really is in denial of a lot of things. And we see that throughout the series. But I wanted to link that together with our theme of narcissistic amnesia. We talked about that in our very first video where we introduced the series and we went over every single theme that we're going to see. So if you're if you're wondering what I'm talking about go back to that first video. I got my chapters there. Narcissistic (laughs) amnesia. Um, Narcissistic people, abusive people have really convenient times that they remember and don't remember things. And so narcissistic amnesia would be when a narcissistic abusive person or a narcissistic person um, doesn't remember or forgets things that have to do with their past or what really happened that defines them as being not OK or having behaved badly or having failed, not measured up. So um, whenever they whenever something happens that they would like to erase from the record, essentially, they get narcissistic amnesia. Well, that's a form of denial. It's a, it's almost like a self gaslighting, too. You know, you're just yes. saying oh, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. So there's a moment where Roman is in charge of launching a satellite into space. I believe there's a call where they're telling him that something isn't right. They need more time. He's in denial. He doesn't want to hear that and tells them, no, go ahead. So here we we see that denial. Here's a problem. No, it's not a problem. Then something happens, right? It explodes. and we see him in deep-seated denial acting like it's not happening not just in his own private little moment but then as he's walking around people are seeing it on their phones and he's acting like oh i don't know what you're talking about so narcissistic amnesia right there um but also this is his way of denying reality so that he can hide from the consequences of his decisions and of his behaviors
1: what do you think about this so it is the denial thing. He gaslights people. He gaslights himself. But I find an interesting, like, kind of like parallel with that scene because when when Roman watches the launch, he does it in the bathroom. Okay, and then when that happens, he calmly washes up and goes back to the party. He's not as cool as Kendall though. So Kendall is involved in the car accident and does a very similar thing: gets himself together and goes right back out. And Kendall is much better at the gaslighting and, you know, the denial, narcissistic amnesia stuff than Roman is. Roman's problems are much more obvious than some of the other, you know, people in this show. And so, you know, it's just interesting to me how those two things parallel each other.
0: That's a really good point. How that Kendall was able to, you know, carry out the act. Roman is so much more obvious with his stuff. I mean, he, he... his stuff <laughs> is all over the window. It's out you know, there. Right? <laughs> and he, he just he's not really good at hiding his problems. So, okay, so we had the narcissistic amnesia. We talked about that being like his way of being in denial, but also the dog cage story. Now that that's a story of cruelty, of callousness, mm-hmm. of you know, them being sadistic towards him, that his siblings, of putting
1: him in, in a dog cage and acting like he's a dog. So uh, Roman remembers that as abuse when he was a kid. And as he's telling the story, he runs over to Connor to get confirmation of this abuse. They made him eat dog food. But Connor's memory of this is much different that that Roman wanted to be put in the cage and the dog food was actually like chocolate cake or something like that. So Romans, I, I have this issue in my life where I've experienced abuse as I was younger and I do not remember it like other people do. And, and it's it's fascinating. I love that scene and how interesting that was. And, you know, and the callousness that has been shown to him, you know.
0: Exactly. And we've talked about how that in this family, when you complain about the abuse, it makes you weak. Mm-hmm. So they're saying he liked it. He wanted this. He participated in it and he liked it. And now he's being a big, you know, weakling by complaining about it and bringing it up. Um, but yeah, that's not the way that Roman remembers it. And in a way, that's a really good example of gaslighting when it comes to generational trauma and a toxic family system. Those that want to call out the atrocities, the ones that say, no, that person molested that person and y'all invited them to Thanksgiving every year. We're not having that in a toxic family system. We're not airing our dirty laundry. Right. It, right? So <laughs> we're not going to we're going to act like none of that even happened. Um which winds up being the way that generational trauma gets passed on and passed on. So, because we're in denial of it, right? He liked it. He's like, no, that was abusive. That was super harmful and traumatic for me. Now you liked it gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And so everyone believes that, Oh, it was all okay. And he's just reason to stink for no reason. Cause he's a
1: weakling. Well, and, and that it, means to abuse him even more. Plus this kind of, this is how this family communicates. As you said, this is the toxic family system where This abuse is seen as love, you know. Connor, no, it was something you loved, it was something we loved, right? Um, and if you don't accept that, if you see it as abuse, then you're not accepting the family's love, are you? And that's that's just you can't, how could you be that way? You know, that's kind of the way they're thinking.
0: This is a game we played together as a ch- as children, like that it was something that they did together. Um, and now you're making it something it wasn't. It's like, no, that was pretty abusive. Right. And okay. that's,
1: that also the point that you made earlier about Logan telling the stories uh, to Connor about all the dirt on everybody. And Connor thinks of that as a wonderful time in his life when really that was uh, that's I, I don't know if that was abuse, but it was certainly not a good thing, not a parent, a good parenting tactic.
0: Now, back to the generational trauma, we have Roman in a dog cage, cruelty, callousness. Fast forward, we have the scene with the softball and the million dollar softball game where we have a poor family or a non-advant- non-advantaged family, and they're making it seem like that if this kid can hit a home run, that their family's going to win a million dollars. And it's one of the more cruel scenes that we see on this show. Um, where they think it's funny and they're laughing. They're, they have no concept whatsoever of how cruel that they're being toward this family and this child. So with generational trauma, what do we do? We pass it on. We, we you know, it leaks onto other people around us and we hurt other people because we didn't heal ourselves. And so that's what, you know, Roman seems like he's kind of in charge of this game. And that's why um, I put it under his category because he seemed to be the ringleader of that callousness and cruelty. So with Roman, he's clearly very emotionally immature. He has some sexual dysfunctions and sexual behavior problems that we'll get into at a later time. And probably we can link those things back to childhood as well. Um, We also know that he struggles with the girlfriend situations um, and trying to have any kind of relationship that's normal is very difficult for him. We also know that he um, is really inappropriate around his sister sexually, too, again, with the sex problems, because lots of sex problems with Roman.
1: It's, wi- it's women in general, women you know, that, in he, general. That, that he's that way with. And, you know, that's that's an important point to make, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we see how he acts over the space uh, satellite launch. Um, because we really wanted to highlight how that Roman is the king of denial, and he really is, and that is a moment that, that shows that, how he handles that, lets us know, like, wow, he really does not want to live in reality at all. Lots more about Roman still to come. He plays bigger parts in things as we go through the seasons, and his character definitely develops all the way up until the end of the series, so we got lots more to say about him.
1: Next time, we're going to be talking about Connor Roy, For season one of the television show succession and that should be interesting he is a fascinating character and he's also kind of the only like character in the show maybe that you feel like kind of sorry for
0: i love his character i love his antics and some of the wild scenes with connor and some of the wild things that he says i can't wait to get into him further This has been really fun. I hope you're enjoying our series so far, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.